up, everyone out there? And welcome to the very first episode of The Mix here on Daily Fantasy Sports. Picks and bets on the Mayo Media Net with your host, John Legaze, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud at John Legaze with the new Twitter handle, right? New times, new attitude, and a brand new show. Thanks to all of you out there for doing the things that we do. Me and you, the Cork Stats crew, all that interaction, that lovely feedback got us here doing the pigskin. We're going to hood, hood, Omaha, Omaha, man. Am I excited? If you thought we were covering baseball crazy, man, it is going to get off the rails and quick. But enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Again, you follow me up on Twitter at John Legaza, but you can always type in NFL or MLB moving averages. Not hard to find me. I am kind of loud. This show is brought to you by Jock Market. Thank you to all the men and women there at Jock Market. And again, all the listeners at the Mayo Media Net that have been participating, but hey man, we're only doing them so much of a favor because we've been taking their money. We're doing the thing in the jock market because jock market, man, what a great game. Let's just do it really quick. If you haven't signed up yet, you got to download the app. It's free. Use the promo code MMN for Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first hundred bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. But we don't just talk it, man. I live it. The reason why I love jock market so much, how about let's get right into it. Number one, inherent leverage. What am I talking about? You're buying shares of players. They come out in rankings. The top player pays $25 per share, but you decide the price. Unlike DraftKings, and that's what I'm getting at with leverage, that's quite literally baked into our own execution. What am I talking about? When the entire world is on a cheap play in DraftKings, they become a free square. The price doesn't move, and that actually can work against you. You have to play the leverage. You have to play against the public. In jock market, demand spikes the price it's a true price finding mechanism so what does that mean you get to be proactive and pull the plug and say no 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 if that price keeps going up it's not going to be worth it we're going to get out from underneath those costs when we don't think the roi is there and that's how you've done what i've done in the jock market i hate to boast because Listen, results are only what they are, and if you follow my work over at Cork Stats or throughout the years, you know I'm all about the inputs. That's what we do. It's about the underpinnings. It's about the nuance and the context, but I mean, I am up, I don't know, 15,000% on their free $20 promo, and now it's 100, which is more than enough to get it done. Average share on a big slate goes around five bucks or less. Again, the pathway is open for those players to return two, three hundred percent profits, which brings us to the next reason why Jock Market is so awesome. Yes, I do love DFS. Yes, I do play FanDuel, DraftKings, and all those other sites. However, let's not lie to ourselves, right? Let's not confuse exactly what they are. They're nine-team parlay. I am a professional handicapper, and I would not be that if I were handing out 19 parlays. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Yes, it's a great game. Yes, there is a heavy top payout, but that is maybe more of a bug than a feature. Doesn't mean don't play it. It just means manage that risk. When I'm looking for the big payout in DFS, we're going to put minimal risk. Where we want to be putting our cash is in jock market because one hit can float the entire portfolio. A couple hits, you're in the black, and you cannot say that about DFS. 
If you hang a couple zeros in DFS, you're more likely than not going home with nothing, right? Zero. Jock market, like the real market, is played around break-even. So I kind of think about it like that yodeler from Price is Right, if you remember, if I'm not dating myself, you know, kind of climbing up the mountain always. Because again, the next reason why we like it so much is there is no top payout structure, right? It's not that giant lollipop where everything is focused at the top. Everyone can get paid. It is where the profit is at. Building 5%, 10%, over and over and over again, clicking up, clicking up again. You don't turn $20 of free promo money into over 3K by accident. You just can't do it. And we really need the majority of that headway in NFL. So I'm really excited. Get with Jock Market, download the app, rate, re review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Let's get those five-star reviews. And in a few minutes, I'll probably ask it for some cartoon fingers on YouTube because those things matter more than they should. All right, now let's just get right up into it. It's opening day. I know we have a little bit of some intros left to do. We're going to be bringing you all the jock market stuff. But if you follow my work, you know we can't. You can't keep me caged. We're going to be covering DFS, prop plays, betting, of course. I'll be bringing you my own custom proprietary cost per point analysis that my dude, Patty Mayo, was kind enough to let me unveil, and we have done work. The responses from the sharp players in the industry has been second to none. We just caught another full half point move. These are tremendous. This is legitimate CLV in like physical being like, right, right, like we have the receipts i get so excited i get in front of myself sometimes because we're not just talking about a price move a five cent price move 10 cent price move 15 cent price move are all legitimate moves we're talking about line moves we were in front of three different line moves in week zero which in theory is the sharpest market because those lines have been on the vine for so long you got to keep an eye on what we're doing i'm not even sure how exactly we're going to package it but for right now this is the place to get that cost per point analysis we're at the very least going to show you which games are foolish to bet the spread on we'll get into that in just a little bit let's get into the jock market thing we're going to be doing blue chips to start on the showdown slates and also on the main slate then we're going to be doing what i'm calling penny stocks right so think of blue chips as the top overall scores then we'll be talking about penny stocks right our values because again in jock market unlike dfs that price is so very critical because it's directly tied to its own return Every click matters, every bip matters. If you come from Wall Street, have a trading background like I do, meaning manage those percents. We don't throw the ball, we don't catch the ball, we don't score the touchdown. So we cannot control that output. The thing we can control is the input, which is manifested in risk management. Okay, being sustainable, staying in the arena is the most important thing now i have bet professionally and kept the lights on a mortgage going and a home paid for in brooklyn new york city betting professionally you know it can be very tough and the only way you do that is by managing every percent so there's just a touch of what we're going to be doing again everything that you could think of we're going to be doing all the strategy all the theory all the nuance and the context as we get into the games that we are going to get paid in the shade all right let's do it i got some new graphics for you yes you know again one last lesson before we get up into it you'd never stay the same people you either get better or you get worse at stuff i try and get a little bit better at something my craft 
every single day. Remember, if you are not getting better, you're likely getting worse. Even if it's marginal, add up that marginal loss over a long period of time. You'll look back and say, wow, I'm not as good as I used to be. So here's your blue chips. All this stuff is powered by Run The Sims, a hat tip to them. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. You want to go subscribe to this stuff. It is blowing my mind. And again, one last hat tip to our boy, Patty Mayo, who not only is as good of a man as he is a businessman, and just an all-around great dude, but he really cares about bringing all of you the best stuff. And sometimes it's letting your employees kind of flourish. He said, Johnny, take the Run the Sim stuff and go get them. And that's what exactly we're going to do. So the blue chip section is just what it is. We're going to keep it simple as we get more and more complicated. And then at the end, wham, we're going to hit them with the application. And I'll see you at the cashier window. So on the Bills side, right, it's Bills and Rams. Very popular game. For me, again, I kind of looking back to the lines. They've been on the vine for so long. I'm not really looking at this for betting. But again, jock market is a live market. You can't pre-plan opposed to DFS again. Well, you could pre-plan it weeks in advance. Jock market, mm -mm. you have to know how you want to execute. You have to be proactive rather than being reactive. Because just like auctions on websites and auction websites... People chase and chase and chase, and you got to be careful because you can overpay and end up losing on a player that had a productive game opposed to a player that maybe didn't have such great game because the price was so low, they ended up returning you into the black on ROI. No big surprises here. The top scorers, as projected by Run The Sims, are Josh Allen and Cooper Cup on respective sides, Bills and Rams. Let's get down the Bills list. I have the top six scorers. All these players are projected for at least eight and a half points for our audio-only listeners. But I am putting a ton of work into these graphics, and I think it can be useful sometimes to have a visualization, especially if you don't want to hear me stammering and mammering and mumbling over and over and over again. Jump over to YouTube and right swipe, screenshot that bad boy, and while you're there, put your cartoon finger inside me, press that like button because it really matters. So you got Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis, Singletary, Isaiah McKenzie, and Dawson Knox all projected for at least eight and a half points but remember jock market is based on the field so i don't want to say the projections don't matter but what i do want to stress is don't get hung up on decimal points because the thing we're looking for again having to defeat the field are players with upside so in a case like isaiah mckenzie or dawson knox who i actually expect to have similar prices today I'd be more willing to probably go for McKenzie, believe it or not, to pull the top off. Now, if the pricing is not, and Isaiah McKenzie is more expensive than Knox, then you get into Knox with the pop for a touchdown or maybe even two. But I don't think we're going to get a ton of volume from Knox. Let's get over to the Rams side. It's Cup at the top, Stafford 18-7, and then Akers, Robinson projected above 11, Higby and Daryl Henderson both projected between 7.5 and, and 9. Again, a very tight window there. I'd really be looking to get away from guys like Higby when I don't see volume and I don't love the potential for a lot of scoring. That, again, is my proactive decision to just kind of auto-fade these guys. I Just having experience in jock market, I doubt the price is going to be at a point where we're going to want to get behind that. And you do want to be careful building your portfolio. Again, having some experience... I, unless I get really strong signals for a top scorer and the price is palatable, 
I'll usually pull away. And I'll give you some real numbers here. Remember the top score returns $25. So especially in a showdown, I want to make sure that that player's share cost is below 8 because I really want to keep the pathway open to at least a 3-1 to one return to be the best player in the game. It's hard to be the top scorer in the game. And then remember that 25 drops down to 20, and then to 15, and so on and so forth. Again, as you follow along, and as we go through it, and hopefully as you're downloading the app and playing with us and getting paid, you know, take it easy on the showdown slate. Today, I'll just be doing single shares. I'll be on the Rick Runs Good pod later on today and we'll be running you through it if you are interested in watching some action right if you're a bit reticent which is fine you're going to see us do it and how it can be man it's so much fun because again it's a live market you know if you're trading live shares so there's your top blue chips again really no surprises here this will be a bit more impactful on the full slates when we really start banging out the projections looking for players that might pop that are a little less expected of course in a single game everybody knows it's the two quarterbacks it's the big wideouts and in these cases maybe not so much the running backs we could see a ton of passing here which again should open that pathway or the doorway to you be willing to spend up through the passing game i probably would not be chasing any of the runners here up above let's say even five dollars or five dollars and fifty cents because without a touchdown it's gonna be hard to profit on that so again just blue chips top scores overall we're going to be nibbling away right hopefully we're you're learning about the game in digestible pieces and a pathway or at least us highlighting the actual execution and then we want to get a bit more complex because i truly believe that the return in jock market is had on the cheaper players everyone kind of chases the top end and that extra cost again right true price finding mechanism this is this is real legit trading you know terminology here and again i I, if you're following along and really paying attention you may be able to use some of these things in your real life you know a lot of this kind of transcends it's why i have woven my way into sports betting uh, seemingly so seamlessly say that three times fast because of my understanding of risk management again and sustainable um strategies all right we got to keep it on we have a ton of work to do i'm going to try and keep these episodes as short as possible but again you know with the intro and the thanks and everything so let's get up into the second segment here so now that we have our idea with who we're expecting to score a lot of points, yeah, that's not really, you can get that anywhere. Let's get into the things that we do, right, trying to uncover it. So what we're doing here, this is really, really cool. Again, hat tip to run The Sims. Really appreciate all the people there for, you know, allowing me to kind of dig around there and do our thing. So what you're going to see here is, for the audio-only listeners, I have ownership percentage, all, all important for DFS. That will also give us an idea for jock market. These things matter. Projected points. DK salary, which again is a is a pretty good reflection. And then you'll see CPP. Again, cost per point analysis. Something that is not often spoke about in DFS that I think should be. And then in the last column is the JM finish price if these projections were to play out. So again, audio only listeners, you can't get this anywhere else. No one is grinding this stuff out like we are. No one has this all in one spot. So you quite literally could just take this chart later on and any price that's projected higher than the actual price you go for and vice versa, you get away. 
the reason that I listed players like I there's probably some Ben Skournick, you know, lovers out there, stands out there like, yeah, my boy's up there, and other people rolling their eyes. Johnny, why would he be second on this list? It's because of the cost per point, but also the application, which really probably three or four greater than signs everything else. So here's just a quick understanding. We want to focus on the center of this right now. Projected points, DFS salary. When you add those two things together, you have cost per point. What are we paying per point for these players? Give you an idea. Isaiah McKenzie, Skownick, James Cook, all below $420 a point. And you probably say, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. True. Though McKenzie is projected for nine points, which would land him fifth if the at $5, I should say, if the projections were to play out. So if McKenzie is not highly owned and his share cost is below $5 in this example, he's a smash play. If he gets way up above 5 then I think you really have to think about it again. Now, to Skarnick, with Van Jefferson out, 1800 salary, 4.5 points. You're saying, wow, $400 a point for Skarnick is pretty cheap. However, the 4.5 total points still lands him at a dollar, which is the minimum return. And that would be the last thing that we love so much about Jock Market. Remember to calculate that in. When I mentioned a $5 share, the bottom players return a dollar. So you're getting back 20% anyway, which I like it. It kind of keeps whales off a little bit. Makes it, it's like paying a premium that you know you're going to get back. So just make sure that you're working that into your calculus as well. James Cook also makes sense. The workload is a little iffy. We don't really know exactly what we're going to see. He's got the cheap 2.8K salary projected for seven points. Again, all kind of mediocre. No big deal. Where this begins to matter. Who is the next name? Who is the name after that? It's Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. So even at these elevated salaries, Josh Allen, 12000 Stefan Diggs, 9000 Allen projected for 26 and change, Diggs projected for just short of 19 Do that math, and both of those players have a cost per point analysis below 500 They're in the bottom five values across the board. Although, that's not 100% true. I didn't... I, only pick players that had to project at least four points, right? We're not looking for like that sixth tight end. These, you're right. This is ridiculous. We have to again keep making money at the center of this is more important than the raw data, right? So there is some filtration that goes on. We have to keep it to viable players. That should go without saying. But in the first episode, I think it's okay. But really, the standing point here: hammer this home, people. As you're playing DraftKings, as you're playing DFS, and as you're playing Jock Market, right? So there we go, balancing the bowls, understanding application, and knowing that certain players, I could tell you the player name, but unless you know which board to put the piece on, you're not going to maximize that profit. So don't look at the Allen salary and scoff because it's 12000 Think about it in terms of cost per point, where he's a true value. So Allen is a must-play and a must-play for the captain. I know it's chalky. Get your work done elsewhere. Let's just go back down through the rest of the list. Guy like Tyler Bass. No, we're not really that interested in it, although at projected for 7.5 points, if his price is down near the minimum, you could get on it. Go to a guy like Cooper Cup. His cost per point up over 535. Now, 
Granted, that's still near the bottom of the board as far as the stars go. You're starting to get away from it there because the higher that you're going to pay, really the lower you want that number because, again, there is that finite salary cap. But these are all players that we're going to be looking for. Cooper Cup at that 23-2. Here's the jock market pivot would be the second player and at 20 bucks. Now, granted... The projections are extremely close. So you don't want to say, well, if Cup is Cup is going to finish at a $20 per share finish, I could chase him up to $15 and look to get that 33% return. That may be, I don't want to say a bit foolish, that just might be fool's gold a bit because the finishes are so extremely close. Right, That one reception late in the game could bump you off that and then that finish could take you to 15 where you don't profit. Again, lots of moving pieces here. And I know it can be complicated, but that's what we're doing here. And it's not just the show. Be here on Mondays for the showdown. Thursday for the showdown may come out Wednesday night. And then Saturday morning for the main slate. Follow along. We're doing it in pieces, but I'm also fully accessible here for you. You hit me up on Twitter at J-O-H-N-L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A at John Legaza, or you can type in NFL Moving Averages, MLB Moving Averages, any time of day, any day of the week, hit me up. And then let's just wrap up the rest of the perceived values on this board. The rest of these players going off at less than $600 cost per point. Akers, Robinson, Matt Gay, Matthew Stafford, Gabe Davis, and Devin Singletary, where these things Again, matter for us in jock market is that right column. Really keep an eye on that. Players at the bottom, like Devin Singletary, if he's kind of forgotten, there's a chance he's got a nice return. He finished the season really, really strong. Again, I am less committal in this first week because I really want to see the usage. I'll be buying shares, but I'm not going to be pushing heavy chips. Again, I'm very, very transparent. We win together. We lose together. Anything I recommend, I play. So I like to be very clear about how much action I'm really getting involved in. If I were really using the free promo, I think my best bet today would be to trade on paper, something that I also recommend in real life, meaning don't play with live cash, download the app, take advantage of the promo code, Trade today on paper. I would have gotten two shares of Allen at 850 and see how it goes and see if you would have profited or build your portfolio in the bottom. Oh, you know, guy like Matt Gay, no one was interested in the kicker. I think touchdowns won't be scored. Maybe Buffalo is going to stop them a few times. You know, it's at the bottom, you're going to have to be willing to challenge the return. Because, again, the clumping of projections, right? So we're talking about a difference of only two or three points. That could be the difference between 4 or $5 in return. So, again, head on a swivel, moving up and down between micro and macro really is the key at this. But we're going to make this as simple as possible. Just keep following us along. We're going to be highlighting those names. So keep your eye on McKenzie going off extremely cheap. Keep your eye on Josh Allen, of course. And if somehow that share price stays below 9 bucks, expect me to be all over that so that's our two segments on jock market again i hope that was kind of impactful for everybody give you an idea of how to we're going to be applying this work dfs a bit simpler right it's not to insult it it's not right or wrong it's just different but i like the different we want markets that reward discipline we want to be part of fair markets 
that reward sharp play. And the jock market does, where I don't know if we could say that about DraftKings, right? You lose one or two guys to injury, again, you're out. Does that mean that you were bad, that you did poor analysis? No. Jock market, you lose one or two guys to injury. You might not even know if you looked at your PL because you might have crushed it anyway because you could eat a few zeros and still do excellent on the slate because of those pathways to profit, especially on those main slates where really I made my bones in jock market buying players you know, below $3 that end up near the top of the board. You're making these seven, 800% returns, which also you can't even do in the prop market. So let's talk about some actual betting now. This one is running just a touch long. I really want to keep these at 20 or below or 30 and below on the main slates, but everyone, please just forgive me. Hopefully, you know, it's a bit entertaining and we learned something, you know, leaving a few feathers in the cap as we go. So you see up on the board here, this one, you're going to have to hop over to YouTube. You're going to have to grab the screenshot. You're going to have to follow on Twitter to download the image because you cannot find this anywhere else. Again, thanks, man. Patty is the dude for being sharp and willing to understand that there are parts of markets that may we may have blind spots too, I should say. So if you haven't listened to it, check out the PME experience with yours truly. We walk through a lot of the details here. But what you see up on the board is the updated one as per this morning. I also have to hat tip one of my loyal followers and subscribers. And Nick Lerares, hey my dude, uh, pointed out I had a bug in a cell. And I had a bit of bad math here. There were a couple bars that were off. None of it was truly impactful for our work, but you'll see the prices have been capped a touch. There were just a couple of, of small mistakes again. I, I'm trying to automate all this stuff so I could bring it to everybody as fast as possible. And the work here is not as clear cut as standard math because it's working on a number line and I'm not as smart as some people think I am. So all this should do for beginner betters. Let's just do it really, really quick. And if you want the whole thing, Go check out Patty's show and while you're over there. Make sure you five-star review, my dude. Here is the point. Not all lines are created equal. They're not standardized. We know this. The best case example of this that we see all the time with high frequency, two different games have a three-point spread, but the money lines are different. Why? Well, I don't know if I can answer why. But I can tell you, objectively, right, irrefutably, the things that we care about, data-backed math, that those points are different costs, regardless of why they are, in fact, different costs. And as I've been tracking this over the past year and a half, it's very similar to reading the tape as a derivatives trader. You see the buys and sells in real time, and you watch volume pile up waiting for prices and it almost we talk about it as like shaking you watch the tape shake in our terms for betting you see the cost per point begin to drop before the line moves and now that's not to say it's necessarily predictive of the movement i think it's more indicative of the human behavior Again, something I'm very good at understanding and something at the center of my baseball model. And again, why it's so effective at CLV. And if you want to call that bluff, by all means, you go spin the Rolodex on the fantasy 
baseball picks and bets show. Cork stats pick any day you like. Grab any bet you like off the graphic and go check the morning price to the closing price. We smash because I built it to read the market. That's how I made my money outside of sports betting. And again, that's how I made my money in sports betting. So again, back to the central point here. Not all points are priced the same, which just means sometimes the answer is the money line rather than the spread. We could look at one really, really quick. If you look at the Washington football team commanding, minus two and a half points is the spread. Minus 135 on the money line. Pretty easy math. 25 bucks, two and a half points is a $10 point. I'm not sure the rationale of backing the spread. The game's clearly very close. It's lined within a field goal. That offer of those for that that point, those points, right? Think about it in those terms. Because this is a business deal. You have a choice. Minus 110 to cover by a field goal. Minus 135 to win it outright. I cannot wrap my mind around needing to cover for those 25 cents. Especially because the wisdom of the crowd has given us this line. It's clearly very close. We know Washington's far from world beater. And it just is a new perspective as far as execution goes between ATS and the money line. Try and be aligned with the desire of the staff. And what I mean is, this is the why this stuff matters. The coaching staff, the front office coordinators, they only care about one thing. It's winning the game. They will sacrifice your points easily, without a second thought, to win the game. Compare that to the minimal cost to avoid that variable, and there's the center of it for me. So people, do the math against the spread versus the line. For a favorite, when that price is low, you got to take the money line. The inverse is also true. For the dogs, when that price is low, you take the points. You take the points. Jacksonville is plus 115 to win it. Minus 110, they'll give you two and a half points. That's a great deal. Think about it in those terms. I won't keep beating it to death, pumping my own work. But if you're into this stuff, follow it. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to package and launch it. But for right now, it's all free. And again, if it's free, it's for me. I hope that earned a like. Please press like on the YouTube machine, the red button as my kids call it. It matters so, so very much. And for the audio only listeners, if we just spark the brush fire in the minds of men and women, do the same. Those five-star reviews mean the absolute world. They're exactly what got me from yelling about baseball to yelling about football. Now let's just wrap it up really quick as we hit the half an hour mark again. Very sorry to the producers out there. Maddie Best, Cam Baines, the people behind the scenes at Mayo Media Net are the consummate professionals. And I'm very sorry. I will keep this within the time frame going forward. But I hope you understand there's 
explaining plus the template and how we're going to be going about the scheduling and then how to use these things. So please forgive me. I talk a lot. Breaking news to absolutely nobody. Again, prop betting for this game. You probably want to back off it because those props have been out for a while from what I've seen. There were a couple that did jump if you want to do it. Again, I want to be very clear. I have not gone live on these, but they did ring as hits on my prop model. So let's do it really, really quick. Josh Allen listed at 35 and a half rushing yards. Well, he ran for 39 or more eight of the last nine times we've seen him spanning through the playoffs. He had at least 64 rushing yards in each of the last five. And I think the lesson there that we've seen is heavy comp games, he's taking off, right? Those games that have the extra oomph to them, they're not taking any chances. Not taking that sack, not throwing it away. And we know he's an absolute beast. I think he's listed at minus 130. So I think there's some love there. We know Allen can get that in a single chunk. Or if not, three or four takeoffs. He's going to get there. I think that line is a touch low. Especially considering the recent love that we've seen from him. And the other one is another quarterback rushing prop. Expect all types of niche plays for me. I really don't care what kind of play it is you know it's a value or it's not the math checks out or it doesn't so it's Matthew Stafford over one and a half rushing yards I love these it's one single scramble all he's got to do is make a lunge for us he went over it 12 times last year and at least six rushing yards in each of the last three not that he's hanging running numbers but the point is he will go for it and again when stats like that at least for for me are backloaded through playoffs it gives you an idea of their reaction the team's reaction the quarterback's reaction with the pressure all the way up make no mistake opening day is probably the first game you think might be looked past it won't be for these squads this means it all this is a marquee matchup to monster teams you know all it's everything i mean this could go to 75 points, we could see this one battled out below 40 because both defenses play really well. Both offenses will be trying to stay on the field playing defense, right? We're going to see offenses playing defenses, perhaps, which, again, might lead to the punch-counterpunch, right? If you follow my work again, I'll be very careful about, this team doesn't stop the run, so run against them. Not always that simple. These teams and coaches know what the spreadsheets say, and are going to be looking to counter. So a lot of times it becomes, again, about not just the initial reaction, but how we think that subsequent reaction will happen, right? So we're kind of looking beyond for those looks. Then I had one more. It's Stephon Diggs, 68 and a half receiving yards. I mean, if you follow my work at The Athletic, he just lit up the triple slash. That's target share, air share, and a dot. 27% of the team's targets, 35% of their air yards with a better than 11-yard a dot. He also had more than eight targets 12 times last year. And the Rams' defense was bottom five against number one wideouts. They allowed an average of nine targets and 76.6 receiving yards. 21 wide receivers topped that 68 receiving yard mark last year. Again, it's not even so much about the Rams' defense is pretty good. They just tend to get ahead, and that is the weakness in the D. So I think Stephon Diggs being really healthy, having that extra year of connection with Allen and the Bills looking to make a statement. I believe Diggs will be the volume play today, which should easily get him over that 
68 or 69 mark. I'm expecting at least six or seven grabs. I think he easily gets up into the 80s, and then the touchdown is anybody's guess. And that will do it, everybody, for the very first episode of The Mix, starring yours truly, John Legaza. Make sure to follow me up on Twitter at that name. Just getting used to saying that. And again, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Make sure you press the like button and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. And then keep an eye on the jock market streets. Remember, we can only take you so far here, but don't be afraid to hit me up on Twitter. This is what we do. We're really here for you. When Pat gives me the green light, my work doesn't end when the red light goes off. In fact, for me, it really just begins. Think of the show as the foundational base. We spoke about the players we expect to top out. We spoke about the players that we think can be values. Right, we're looking for James Cook's usage. We're looking at McKenzie's price and making sure that we understand that even though he's very highly priced in DFS, Josh Allen is still a value based on projections. Man, could we have stuffed any more into that box? I really hope not. I'm going to keep bringing the heat. Expect the full slate show to be coming out on Saturday morning. This will be the template. Blue chips, penny stocks, cost per point, and bets, you know, prop plays, whatever I could kind of muster. Maybe we'll actually have some sides and totals. Again, week one is a bit fuzzy. I did get the Rams uh, two and a half for a bunch of people before it went to two. One of those other predictions, although it might have even swung back, which I think, again, lends itself to how valuable understanding, reading the tape is when you can anticipate the market moves. You could save yourself a lot, a lot of money. Make no mistake, that is a tremendous deal. A half point on the line is a tremendous deal. And if you don't believe me, try and buy that half point at the book. They're going to bang you for it. So that will do it. Please download the Jock Market app. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match that first 100 bucks. It's more than enough money to do damage. Again, don't be afraid to not go live today. Again, <laughs> my advice, I'm the handicapper that tells you not to bet. But sometimes that's what is the key path to success, right? We need to walk before we learn to run the story of the old bull and the young bull. You know, we can hurry down the hill and get one of them. Or we could sneak down there and get them all. There's the last feather in the cap. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Thanks for supporting all my work. It means the absolute world to me. I will not stop working for you, the Corked Stats crew. I hope you enjoyed the mix, everybody. We'll check you out this weekend. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man. Peace, yo.